Hey, hey, welcome to the Fierce and Frail podcast, guys. I'm so happy that you are here. Uh, I am your host, the Free Spirit Barbie, uh, Kat, Katarina, whatever you like to call me is totally up to you. And I'm your mental mastery coach and mindfulness meditation teacher, all the beautiful, fun things, all the labels that we can have. And I help you turn your ideas into income and, you know, kind of effectively communicate from an authentic place when it comes to your offer, your life, your wants, your needs, desires, all of it. And I have a really, we're going to talk about something really interesting today because if you can't tell my energy is high and you know the consistency especially when it comes to this podcast really varies and that is okay and the reason that is okay is because everybody's energy works so incredibly differently especially if you're like me and you struggle with things like anxiety ADHD your energy it just flows in a different way and consistency isn't always going to be one of your strong suits it's actually just not how you work working in flow when you're feeling called to and inspired and desiring to create that change and impact and you have that message to tell people and today i have one of those messages that i'm feeling so called and pulled to tell you talk about so this is something um i'm sure you've read from the the caption or description of the episode but uh this is something i haven't talked to very many people about And I'm sharing it with you guys as a very intimate thing, not because I don't like sharing things with people. Hell, I'm an open book. You could literally ask me anything. I've been through all of the traumas, all of the things. It's most of the time people don't even know what I've been through just because I don't share it with people unless people are really willing to ask and want to know. And we all know those people that ask and want to know things, but not for the best reasons. And I don't share my life or energy with those people. But you here, this is something that I've just felt very pulled and called to talk to you about. So I am coming up on 100 days sober of uh, no drinking. And this is something that not a lot of people know about me right now because people just assume, you know, um, I'm this happy-go-lucky, bubbly person, positivity all of the time, right? Heck, I'm a meditation teacher. I'm a positive psychology practitioner. I'm an energy healer. I... You know, I shit glitter to some people. We make that joke all the time. But it's something that people just hear and assume like, oh, gosh, Kat, you're not drinking. It's it's just for physical reasons, right? It's just because your autoimmune diseases or you're looking to lose weight or it's just you know it's not healthy for you, so you're just not doing it. Because heaven forbid the really positive, bright, bubbly person in the room, the one who teaches positive psychology – and meditation can't possibly have an issue or something wrong or they couldn't possibly be struggling with something and this is where it comes to a point that you know they tell you like be careful to like meet your heroes because they're not going to be everything that you want need desire or was hoping for because you know somehow in this weird dimension where people put other people on pedestals we seem to think that you know they don't have issues at all which is insane, especially if you're a business owner, holy crap, anywhere in life, especially just workplace health in general. If you have a shitty work life that is mentally, physically, or emotionally, even spiritually unhealthy for you, it's going to do damage to your life and relationships for sure. And this is one of those things that, you know, I didn't, I don't talk about it much with people because people see it. Oh oh my gosh, you have a problem. (sighs) There's no way like you could possibly help me or there's, you know, they don't want to see me in that light. 
it's hard sometimes for my family to even think like, holy crap, like, you know, I could have a problem. It's just easier to think that the ones that you love don't have issues or problems. And, you know, that's not even because of their, that's not even their fault. I tend to, I used to sugarcoat shit all the time. Sugarcoat that shit and tell people I'm fine. I'm not dying. I'm not eating ramen. I'm not missing car payments. Back when I was struggling last November, single mom, three kids, doing a business on our own. Now we, we hit six figures, one year in business, and I wanted to cry. But the reason I got sober, the reason I stopped drinking, I subconsciously knew. I mean, I knew I wanted to for a while. I never actually met somebody who acknowledged that they had a problem and overcame it and just applied, like, just, just did it that way. And when I manifested my perfect person, I wrote down, doesn't drink. See, in my life, I come from a broken home, of broken promises, broken hearts, broken relationships, just brokenness. And I've been through a lot of things, and a lot of the stuff stems from drugs and alcohol. I knew from a very young age that I had to be very careful because I have an addictive personality when it comes to caffeine or a medication of every any sort I've had so many surgeries but I have plenty of leftover medications from pain meds because I made sure that I wouldn't allow myself to get to a point where I was hooked and addicted and a question I get often is how do how do I get how am I happy all the time or you know how are how are how do you struggle with the not drinking or the coping or anything like that and there's so many different facets to that question because I could dive deep into every single one of those. But one of the really big things I wanted to touch on is some of the few things I've discovered since I stopped drinking. Now, the reason, a big reason I stopped, not because like I could you know drink a ton of alcohol and have no issues or not even not have any issues. I have autoimmune diseases, shouldn't be drinking anyways. But I was okay with how I was feeling in spite of poisoning my body with alcohol. Now, by no means do I judge anybody who drinks. Hell yeah, go have fun. Do all the things. Like, I am not a judgmental person at all. But I learned through shadow work that there are certain tools readily available to me, like alcohol, that can destroy my life in a very easy way. And... When I get dependent on anything, like I hate being dependent on anything. Heck, I hate even being dependent on caffeine and my daily monster. Like I'll go through caffeine detoxes because I don't ever want to feel like I need something, which is a whole nother shadow side ego thing in itself. But if you guys don't know what shadow work is, shadow work is when you do shadow or things in the shadows. These are things that we've repressed about ourselves, that we've shamed ourselves, we've disconnected from, we've shoved it in the shadows. Um, society and our parents tend to put a lot of things in the shadows for us. For example, if a little boy starts to be very emotional one day and his dad or school teacher or whoever or friend, whoever tells him just you know, stop crying, no throwing fits, don't be emotional, boys aren't emotional, like you don't, boys don't cry. Real men don't cry. In that moment for that little boy in his developmental stage, his heart chakra gets shut down and he represses and learns that it is bad to have emotions and express them. So what is he going to do from now on? He's going to push 
that expression, that love, that need to connect, he pushes it into the shadows and doesn't do it anymore. And this is where men get the societal norm or the societal pressure to grow up to not talk about their feelings because their bros might think it's weird or uncomfortable or anything like that. And just like women have been societally taught to do a lot of things like people please or make sure that you are here in service to others or making sure everybody else is happy and then you get to decide what you want like what do you want for dinner well I don't know you choose words like I don't know when people ask you questions um no you do know everybody you you have access to all of the knowledge you could possibly want within your body in your energy within yourself but things like I don't know pop up and you might not actually know because you can't listen to yourself and listen to your body because you've been so used to outsourcing those decisions to other people. What do you want for dinner? I don't know. You choose. Outsource. Or if you do choose something for dinner, it's probably within the specs of what the other people like. Well, I know so-and-so likes this. I know so-and-so doesn't like that. So I can't pick that one, blah, 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 blah. And then you choose. You need to start or stop. You need to stop living within the box of expectations that other people have put on you. You're allowed to want, need, and desire things outside of that freaking box. And when we dig into our shadows and we realize all the things that we have repressed and shamed about ourselves, oh my gosh, the shadow is such a crazy place to be and it is painful and it's hard work but holy crap people who've done things like shadow work just walk differently they talk differently their energy shows up differently because you can tell that they have busted through their own bullshit and dug deep i'm gonna give you an example things that hide in our shadows hide usually for a reason of fear or shame shame by the way by definition is the fear of disconnection as human beings we are made to want to connect and be connected there are four elements in the the world we have air or technically five you include spirit but we have air fire water and earth three of which we need to survive earth is things like food and money shelter air obviously water but fire oh my gosh we don't need that to survive um i mean we could beg to differ on that but fire is the reason that we live it is our passion it's our drive it's our emotional connection it's our sexuality it is what fires us up it's creativity but some could definitely argue i would definitely argue that it is just as necessary as food or water because somebody who is disconnected especially like when a loved one dies or a breakup happens and you have that emotional disconnect that passion that fire that creativity that sexuality your basic systems in your body like hunger and sleep shut down if your loved one dies or you ever been through a breakup where you can't eat or sleep or you're sleeping too much and you can't eat and you starve like your basic survival instincts start to get shut down because of the lack of disconnectedness connectivity whatever those words are we're bouncing all over the place here but In my shadows, I learned what I was fully capable of, good and bad. I acknowledge every toxic, and I'm still starting to understand my own toxic behaviors. 
And when you start to, there's a sense of empowerment that comes from understanding your own behaviors and your own emotions and your own, your own everything. And I say this so many times because it just over and over again seems to be more and more true. Your biggest superpower lies within your shadows. See, when I dug deep into my shadows, I realized that I am capable of a lot of things. I have the ability to help a lot of people and I also have the ability to hurt people if I wanted to. And things like alcohol were just a tool. They were a coping mechanism. The things that I want to provide for you guys, but also the things that I help my clients do as well, is I teach you how to cope while you heal. Because healing and coping are different things. In school, they didn't teach us how to cope with negative experiences or negative emotions. And they definitely did not teach us how to be authentically us or to how to communicate from an authentic place. Fuck, they didn't teach us taxes either. Definitely should have. That would have been a whole nice thing. And what I am out here trying to provide is and to teach you guys is learning how to dig into yourself to find healthy ways to cope because negative experiences, negative emotions, and shitty things in life are will happen because we live in a duality universe in this 3D, you know, experience and we have things like contraction and expansion, positive, negative, light, and dark. We need both. We need the duality and the polarity of it all. And learning how to cope, learning how to have post-traumatic growth and tap into resilience give you, gives you an overall better quality of life. And that is why things like mental reprogramming to have more spontaneous positive thoughts are huge. And when I decided to quit drinking, it was a decision to take back control of my mind because I was using drinking as a coping mechanism. And it wasn't healthy because I was trying to escape I was escaping vulnerability with myself and being honest with myself because through my meditation practices, I realized that being honest with myself, as powerful as it is, sometimes you are just not quite ready to hear what you, your inner self, your higher self, the, the small inner child even in you, you sometimes aren't ready to hear what it has to say and to escape that vulnerability and that hurt and that pain, you go to something like a coping mechanism like drinking. Drinking isn't, like, I'm not telling you to not drink or anything like that. I'm just asked. it's a, more of a why. I learned why I was drinking and it wasn't for a healthy reason. And that was blocking me from my next level of abundance. So I stepped away. And something I struggle with is the fact that people, people just assume, like, it can't be, possibly be a problem. And then, of course, somehow I have to justify me not drinking, which I don't do. Because guess what? You can just say no and that be an answer. But the shadow work part, let's let's dig into that. Um, your shadows have so many things hidden deep down in there and so many superpowers. I grew up, let's dig into one of my shadow superpowers, right? I grew up t- being told, um, always was wanting to be pulled to be a writer, be a writer, be a writer. I love writing. I love, now as a grown adult, I love writing sales copy. I love writing stuff that impacts and hits. I love creating an aha moment whenever I can. And growing up, I even went to an arts magnet high school for writing, um, for writing poetry. And 
from a very young age, I was told that I couldn't be a writer. And when I realized how many signs were told and given to me, I was like, holy shit, uh, my handwriting is horrid. And I'm not saying that because like, oh my God, my handwriting is so bad. No, it's, it's, okay, you guys, I should have been a doctor. It's bad. Half the time I can't read it. Um, my spelling is pretty terrible with my dyslexia. Uh, half the time, Grammarly can figure out what the heck I'm trying to spell. I use a lot of voice to talk. Um, but my handwriting was terrible and I never erased. So teachers in like third grade would like give me back my papers and tie a massive, one of those massive erasers to it and tell me to go back because I just would scribble it out and then rewrite something, even in pencil. And um, so even then, like I was just even third grade writing is the issue. Uh, reading, a really hard thing for me. In first and second grade, I had a reading tutor before school. Um, turns out later in life, when I was diagnosed with dyslexia, this is why reading was so, so hard for me. And ADHD too, uh, you know, have those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I have to read a paragraph. So you count three paragraphs ahead, you read it just so you can try. And then when you go to read, um, an issue I would always have, instead of reading a full sentence, my brain like just interprets it in a weird way. And um, I would just say what the sentence meant without reading the full sentence, which is super weird. And even when I write with my dyslexia, uh, I'll write like the end of a word, then the beginning, and then write the middle of the word. And it's usually spelled wrong because the dyslexia is on fleek. But I have a hard time. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm a bad reader. I can't read. And my hardest part about reading is just retaining information. I used to say jokes all the time, like, I'm not even convinced I can read. I'm just convinced I've memorized a lot of words. I'm hella photographic memory. And... I have a hard time comprehending things and that was a mixture of you know dyslexia and ADHD and I was told if you can't read and if you're not a reader and you don't read a book a day or you know if you're not reading two new books a month or anything like that there's no way you can be a writer because the best way to be a writer is to read and I'm like oh my gosh I'm just reading and reading and reading and I'm either falling asleep or I'm not comprehending it or like I just I, it's a miserable experience and I'm like there's no way I can write. I can't write. I can't spell. I can't write legibly. I can't read very well. Like everybody is telling me that I can't write. And then this massive limiting belief of I don't know enough kept me from writing. During the pandemic, um, you hit the rock bottom, you have a spiritual awakening. And during my divorce and the darkest times of my divorce, I started writing again. Writing to rediscover myself. The superpower that now I get to like use every day and help my own clients really learn how to not only effectively communicate in the relationships, but their, their copywriting and how they can effectively communicate their products, offers, services, what they are trying to do, the impact they're trying to create, how they can do that in the most effective and authentic way. And that is just such a dream uh now a published writer writing and doing little competitions and publishing my own stuff on vocal media which is so cool so you get paid to for people to read my stuff um and I like I really want to write a book one day and that's going to be a thing like I, I can't believe I'm now writing and you have to start somewhere you have to get better like every skill I've learned you can learn to grow. But this was one of those things that like, I can't write because so many things were told, like I was told by so many people all of the time that I can't be a writer because I don't 
write well. I can't spell. Um, I can't retain information. I'm a terrible reader, so I can't write. I can't, um, I don't know enough, so I can't write. I, there's so many different things here. And it was hidden in my shadows, which is crazy. And now I get to use that superpower in my everyday job and create the abundance that I want to create. And there's so many things that come up with when you work through shadow work. And the biggest key I can ever give to anybody who's trying to dive into shadow work is to not judge yourself. This is a really hard concept to try to learn and how to integrate because even with clients I've worked with for six months still have a hard time not judging their own feelings and emotions. Things like, or quote unquote, bad. I'm doing like quotations like you guys can see me. Um, things like bad feelings, like jealousy, for instance. Jelly pop, jealousy pops up. We're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be a jealous person. Like I can't, jealousy's not good. Like he hasn't done anything to make me jealous. Like I need to not feel jealous. And then you move, you move on. That is you shaming your emotion that came out of the shadow and then shoving it right back in there, growing that shadow part of yourself, repressing those parts of yourself. It's important to remember that your feelings, your thoughts, and your emotions, the sensations that pop up in your body are things you cannot control. Therefore, you shall not, you shouldn't judge it is not you. It is not your identity. Your emotions are not your identity. You are not a judgmental person. And it's important to acknowledge that you experiencing jealousy in this moment. And then you can, you can effectively communicate that emotion to somebody if need be. Huge thing with resentment, guys, for me, I don't know for you, resentment really gets planted and that seed starts to build and grow, usually from a lack of communicating expectations, either with yourself or with somebody else and not holding, being able to hold your own boundaries. Things in our shadow side, it's showing and acknowledging and validating not only your own experiences, but even the shitty role that you played in other people's lives helps you start to understand your own behavior. And when you can understand your own behavior, you can start to embrace. I don't even know what I'm hearing right now. It's a weird noise in the background. You can start to embrace that you no longer are that way anymore. Uh, a joke, I, my girlfriend and I talk about but it's really true our first not a date date because it wasn't a date we were both emotionally unavailable people um, afraid of commitment going on a not a date date <laughs> and we told each other every toxic thing that we have ever done to another human being especially in dating relationships and people are like why would you do that and for me um, I don't know for anybody else but when you start when you can talk about the shitty things that you've done in your life you are seeing and acknowledging and taking responsibility for it, but you're also showing that you are no longer living in that way. You're no longer trying to live that way. And you are growing from that behavior. If I, you know, that's, there's something very empowering about that. It's when people decide to not take responsibility for their own shitty behaviors because of A, B, or C. Massive trigger for me, right? You guys, is 
when people use the shitty stuff that they've been through and experienced as a reason, excuse, or validation for them to treat other people poorly. Or if, you know, like, oh, you know, I, I, I did that because of this. I did that because of this. And it's, it's because of they went through trauma or they had this experience or they did A, B, or C. It doesn't matter what we have done or experienced. It will explain a lot of our actions and emotions, but you are not responsible for your emotions. You are responsible for how you respond and treat people because of those emotions. I have been through... The, the list of trauma, um, it ranges from, I mean, household, sexual trauma, um, mental, like, manipulation, gaslighting, like, f- all of it. The mental, emotional, financial abuse. I've experienced it all, and all, most of it was at a very young age, and I've never once used it as a defining factor or an identity factor. I don't identify as a rape victim. I don't identify as somebody who was stuck in the closet for years. I don't identify as any of those things because it doesn't define who I am. It helps mold and helps me understand when I dig into those things why my brain does what it does or why my energy does what it does. But I will never ever use things that have happened to me as reasons to as justifications to treat other people poorly so when other people do the same it's a full ass trigger for me and if that is something that also like that victim mindset if you guys deal with people with that oh i'm a victim everything happens to me oh you 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 get that and you understand that and please don't just like dive into shadow work and be like yeah i just want to bust through my bullshit do all these things you, you need to create, and this is something I teach my clients how to do, and um, really wanting to put more resources out here, so please follow my content, my videos, all that stuff, because this is me helping you try to create this relationship with yourself, is for you to create and build intimacy within yourself, and create the space to communicate. There are three big major steps, oh goodness, the dogs are just jumping around all the place, all, 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 just going buck wild out in the living room um but you need to create there's a three-step process when it comes to this when it comes to connecting with your intuition and learning how to create space within yourself to feel and communicate your body your spirit your mind everything wants to communicate with you but you have done such a great job it's not your fault society has taught us so great how to ignore our intuition in ourself it has taught us to not eat when we're hungry because we're too fat and to not embrace the way we look because we have to change it and to um to smile but not too big and to dress dress beautifully but not too sexy and to just invalidate ourselves in every way shape and form and your wants needs and desires no 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 like like that's not a thing like you can't do those things you can't own a business because you have to work a nine-to-five job you can't I could just go on forever and ever and ever but three steps to being able to learn how to grow that connection with yourself that intimacy that confidence that self-trust within you first you have to create the space for your body and your energy to communicate with you because what you have done so many times over the last many years is Every time a little kid comes up to you and says, oh my gosh, my head hurts and my stomach hurts. I really want something to eat. And you said, no, 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 you're fine. You can wait. Kid does it again. You said, no, 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 you're fine. How many times do you think it will take 
for that child to just stop coming up to you and go to a different adult to talk to that person because you've just invalidated their experience over and over again. You invalidated their feelings, how they were feeling. You invalidated what their needs and wants were, and you are doing that to yourself. You need to stop invalidating your own wants, needs, and desires. Stop invalidating the emotions because you are not your emotions or your thoughts, right? We are just the observers. And those are, your, your emotions are indicators of what is going on in your current experience. They help you navigate. So when things like anger pop up, that's something that's popping up because maybe a boundary has been crossed and there's something you need to be done about it. Like there's all this stuff. So to build that intimacy within yourself, we have three major steps and it, it takes a hot minute. So don't, it, it takes a while to build this relationship like any relationship out there. You have to nurture it and create that intimacy so you can stop internalizing your fears and using fear as your main like advisor for your decisions because that's just the worst thing you could do. Fear should never be your advisor. But you have to learn how to listen to yourself. You have to learn to them. When you can learn how to listen and build that trust, you have to trust on what your body and what yourself is trying to say. You have to trust your intuition. And then once you trust it, because once you've heard it and you're like, okay, cool, yep, no, I trust that you are right. The third step is learning how to have the courage to act on your intuition, to know when this is right, this isn't the right thing to do, this is the wrong thing to do, I need to do this, to then act on it and stop sitting around and validating like, ugh. The amount of times I've seen my clients literally be like, all right, I'm acknowledging, I'm going against my intuition on that and we're going to see how it goes and it always bites them in the ass is insane. But that first step of learning how to listen means you need to, with intent, create the space and safety within yourself, the vulnerability within yourself, and create healthy ways to cope with negative situations. And things like meditation help and allow you to not only create the space space within yourself, but just to get to know yourself on a deeper level. And it also helps you, meditation really helps you strengthen your ability to focus success happens success is inevitable and it happens when you have the discipline to stay focused if it's on your fitness career if it's on or fitness goals if it's on your career if your work job your relationships whatever it is success is inevitable no matter what as long as you stay focused you're never failing you're just slowly figuring it out but you need to learn how to listen listen sometimes you might hear some shitty ass things that yourself has to tell yourself which is why things like shadow work and acknowledging and taking 100% responsibility for your life is terrifying yet liberating because you can create everything that you want. You just probably got some beliefs that are stuck in there, keeping you stuck, full of bullshit. So, um, that, well, my little TED talk today, we went all over the place, but your shadow superpower that is in there Oh my gosh, it's so cool and doing things like shadow work is really great. Start off by just writing down everything that you hate about society, that you hate about yourself, that you hate about your job, write down everything you hate. And just acknowledging that is crazy. Like acknowledging all the things that you hate in this world and then why do you hate them? That's that everything that you hate or are triggered by is from a certain belief about yourself. Heck, when we are, we, we, our outside environment is a direct reflection of the inside, our internal environment. So when we have a trigger or something pisses us off or something makes us so angry, 
there is something, there is a belief. I always stop. I'm like, what do I need to believe about myself for this to affect me? Or if somebody calls me a nasty name, sometimes it never affects me at all because that has nothing to do with me. And the belief I would have to have it on myself for that to make me angry, not even close to true. So that's not going to be a thing. <laughs> Shadow work is a life-changing experience and it's ever going. It's a constant state and it comes and goes in waves just like contraction and expansion and the cycle of growth. But knowing and trusting that you aren't getting worse. You guys, when you start to create safety in your body, it seems like you're getting worse and you're not healing. It seems like every you're just getting more mentally out of control when it's not the case. Like when you create safety and security to communicate within yourself and your body starts to communicate with you it might be a little overwhelming. Think if you were stuck in a room for 10 years, you finally get let out and you're finally being heard and validated. You might have a lot to say and it might be overwhelming and this might give you some emotion. It might feel like you're emotionally out of control, but it's just you creating safety in your body for your body to communicate with you. And it has a lot to say. And that she deserves to be freaking heard, okay? She so deserves to be heard. So please, please go follow me on um, Instagram, Free Spirit Barbie. I, my website's launched, thefreespiritbarbie.com, or it's just freespiritbarbie.com. I'm also now on Insight Timer with beautiful meditations and tools, free resources for you guys to go and use these to learn how to cope while you heal. To learn how to communicate with yourself because the outside world cannot communicate with you. You can't expect anybody in your life to communicate with you effectively if you can't effectively communicate with yourself. And I want to ask you, like, how are you communicating right now? Like, when it comes to, how are you coping right now, actually? When you go out and celebrate after having, getting that promotion at work or getting that new client, how do you celebrate is it go get some drinks with some friends and go out dancing or movie night in or a big, you know, whatever, go buy yourself a gift? Now, what do you do when you have the worst day ever? Is it going out and drinking with friends and going out dancing to bring your vibe back up or buying yourself a gift? Is it the same thing? Because that's problematic. And learning how to then dig into that is a, it's, it's important. And acknowledging that's important, putting into place healthy coping mechanisms and coping or just healthy rituals and generals and routines are so important because when shit gets bad your body and your mind will just go right into a habit or a ritual and having healthy ways to cope while you are trying to heal is will make or break your healing process 100 percent so when people ask me you know how do you just seem so happy all the time? Or how are you learning how to cope? Like with my 100 days sober. <laughs> the only way I can really describe it to people is changing and reprogramming your brain with a different outlook. Learning that contentment is okay. And learning how to cope in healthy ways. When I realized that trauma, traumatic experiences of any sort, it totally depends on the person. I like the broken bones of the soul, and if you don't go through and heal them, you're going to have this 
holy, porous, uncomplete feeling, uncontrolled feeling. And I didn't want to feel that way anymore. And I didn't want my toxic patterns and my toxic behaviors that came from trauma that happened to me, I didn't do it to myself. I didn't want those to bleed into my kids or affect my future wife one day or the people in my life or my clients. So I set on my wonderful, beautiful journey of our quest to self-heal. And now I get the beautiful job of teaching you guys how to do it in all ways. We are not like computers with one energy source. We have four main energy sources. We, we need to be like, we need to be physically energized and spiritually balanced, emotionally connected and mentally um, you know, emotionally fulfilled and mentally balanced probably would be a better way to say it. Emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual. It all matters. And learning how to cope and communicate. Holy shit. Life-changing. Not fresh for your business, not just for yourself, not just for your kids or just people around you. It, it, it's everything. That's why I dove into positive psychology and Reiki energy healing and breath work. And the really cool part about the world that we live in is there's so many beautiful and incredible tools to help you heal. It's just learning how to integrate them. I don't care about what you know. You might already know all of this shit already. I'm here to help you integrate it and create the change. So like always, thank you so much for joining me on this prompt-to thing where we talked about sobriety and also shadow work. Um, but I appreciate you. Please follow me at Insight Timer. Beautiful little community on there called the Free Spirit Coaching Collective. A little circle, a little group with fun meditations. Um, I'm also on Instagram and freespiritbarbie.com. I'll have all that stuff in the link in bio. You guys, you screenshot this and share it, tag me in it. I would love to chat and talk with you guys. I'm going to be giving away so many beautiful just value when it comes to just working with you guys as much as I possibly can. Yes, I specialize with working with women, especially when it comes to ideas into income and creating an abundance fulfilled life. But the first thing that we do, first step in all of that is learning how to communicate with themselves and yourself. So I don't care if you own a business or not. Your workplace health is still important. Still be here to talk about your workplace health. But your beliefs and how you communicate with yourself is one of the most important things because it shapes your entire world. 100%. So have an incredible day, evening, night, morning, wherever it is for you. Drink some water, please. <laughs> Protect your freaking energy. And remember that your wants, needs, and desires matter. And I will chat with you guys next time.